listening to WPPM LP Philadelphia Pennsylvania 106.5 FM and this is the Talking Machine Hour all toe tapping tunes from the teens 20s and the 30s reproduced on period acoustic equipment as they were meant to be heard I'm David Atlas, and joining me in the studio once again is Joseph Stefano. That is me, and thanks for having me back. I'm glad to be here again. I'm glad to have you back here, and thank you for lugging along another pile of shellac 78 RPM discs. Oh, absolutely, and this week we have a very special theme. We are doing all Brunswick discs. So the Brunswick Kalenderbach Company was started in Chicago in 1916 and kind of came to the scene a little bit late in comparison to other record companies. So we'll be listening to a lot of recordings by Isham Jones, who was a very popular jazz artist for them and really helped to make the company. That was his rendition of High Brown Blues, which was recorded in the early summer of 1922. And next we're going to be listening to the July 1st recording of Stolen Kisses by the same orchestra. And was there any difference between the black label and the purple purple label other than just... To the best of my knowledge, I believe their purple label was called something to the effect of the prestige label. And I believe they were a little bit earlier than the black labels. And they okay. started to um, come in and show that, hey, this Isham Jones character is pretty cool and you should listen to his music. And he is. Thank you. 
And once again, that was the Isham Jones Orchestra playing Stolen Kisses. One of the things that I like the most about Isham Jones's orchestra is they have this really dreamy, melodic sound to them, which to me really signifies the beginning of summer. And although the beginning of summer isn't quite a while from now, I thought we'd have a little sneak preview of all the good things to come. And a lot of these songs were recorded in summer, as is the next one, which was recorded sometime summer of 1921. And the song is called Rose, which we will hear in a moment. And recorded without air conditioning. Yes, so fun with that. That song was just called Rose. 
Anyhow, our next song is going to be a little tribute to the summery vibes, and it's called In the Land of Shady Palm Trees. And this is another foxtrot for dancing, as recorded in 1924, also on the Brunswick label. This is a black label Brunswick, unlike the former prestige purple labels we've been listening to. Hope you enjoy these uh, swinging melodies here. <laughs> another track by Isham Jones here? Yes, another track by Isham Jones. And we'll have a few more because, you know, he was a big leader in Brunswick and I thought he was important to hear. And also he just has some really beautiful melodies. And also I just grabbed an album off my wall that was a Brunswick album filled with Brunswick records and um, he was populating most oh, of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. things about Isham, Isham Jones and his orchestra was not only their um, vastly different types of music they'd play in terms of orchestration, but also that they were the accompaniment for many famous singers of the time, such as Marion Harris and Al Jolson. And we're going to be listening to a song that is Isham Jones and his orchestra playing with Marion Harris singing in the background, and the song is called Blue. It's a very fun little popular ditty, and I um, 
Hope you appreciate the tone of Marion Harris because she's one of my personal favorites. So she wasn't exclusive to Columbia then at that point, right? She was not exclusive to Columbia anymore. I believe she started with Victor in the mid-teens and then moved to Columbia and then finally ended up with um, Brunswick at some point in time and recorded many sides with them, including uh, re-recording some earlier songs she had recorded previously with Victor and um, Columbia. And this one's like early 20s, 22? This one, as a matter of fact, is 1922, August of 1922. Quite a talented singer, that Marion Harris. That's a great Marion Harris track there. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty um, standard of her style, which was very syncopated, very talented, mm-hmm. and always on the beat. 
sounds very different from just the straight Aisham Jones record. Yes, it does, which really does show a lot of his uh, versatility in performance. And I have to say, you didn't see this, but we have uh, on the mixer here in the studio, we have what are called VU meters. Um, And for you listeners who aren't familiar, these are the old-fashioned audio meters that show you the volume levels with a little needle that sort of uh, jumps across um, a sequence of numbers. And Marion Harris's vibrato is so crazy that in those high notes, it's like shaking back and forth, trembling like I've never seen before. So that was pretty entertaining there. Anyway, this is called Easy Melody, another one just by Aisham Jones and his orchestra. And it's a foxtrot intended for dancing, recorded in the um, October month of 1923. So this is something without vocals and... Just a little dance number. Hope to be enjoyed.
So that's another testament to uh, Shim Jones' uh, versatility. Yeah, like the Wawa in there. Yeah, I did too. You know, um, Isham Jones was also a great public th- uh, figure for the Brunswick Company. He um, actually owned a Brunswick store in Chicago before um, going to New York and further promoting their image out east. So this is a rendition of Do You Ever Think of Me? And this is done on another prestige purple label. All right, and this is a B-side. Yes, it is. The A-side to this is fun, but I thought Do You Ever Think of Me might be a little bit more fun. All right, let's give it a whirl. Please.
This is the Talking Machine Hour on WPPMLP, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, David Atlas, and joining me today with a big stack of Brunswick Isham Jones records is my friend and fellow 78 RPM record collector, Joseph DiStefano. And that would be me. Thank you for having me, and thank you all for listening today. So we just heard Do You Ever Think of Me by the Isham Jones Orchestra, and we're going to be listening to one more Isham Jones song today. I like this title. Oh, me too. It's called Sun God, and this is a record that I actually never heard before. And I thought to share my excitement of listening to this for the first time, I'd also share it with all of you listeners out there. Oh, freak out. Yes, yes. Well, hopefully the title doesn't disappoint. I hope so too. too bad 
No, but that sneaky little dramatic number was our last Isham Jones song of the evening. And I hope a little bit of a great insight to a very um, fantastic music genius of the era. You know, he had been recording since he was, not recording, but composing and performing since he was a little boy. And he had a bunch of number one hits, which I didn't actually learn about until I just read about him. Now, Wabish Blues is the first one, and then It Had to Be You, and I'll See You in My Dreams, which I don't even know if I've heard his version of that, because I've seen Paul Whiteman so many times. Oh, absolutely. And you know, they're all such fantastic, peppy versions, and they all have Mm -hmm. such a life to them, which I think only the composer can give to their own music. All right, so what do we have next here? Next, we have something a little bit different, which is Henry Long's performance of Rory Bargy's uh, favorite piano flage, which was originally part of a great collection of a lot of piano songs. So I really hope you enjoy this little 1922 testament to the piano recorded in 23. fancy finger work there i'll say oh absolutely when it came to signing musicians brunswick surely did not play around that was some novelty piano there and uh do you play any instruments Jeff? i do i actually play piano myself which you can find on echoic memory productions my youtube channel 
if you care to hear more of these songs or any requests that you may shout out and I will play for you at any time. I am more than happy to share any of my collection or any of my piano stylings. Very cool at Coic Productions. And, you know, uh, Victor used to market uh, their phonographs as instruments as well. So I'd say that. Yes, I suppose winding a phonograph can constitute playing an instrument. Mm -hmm. I actually started on the trumpet. So um, a lot of these jazzy recordings are just my cup of tea. Thank you. 
right, so that was Shine, as performed by Herb Weidoff's Cinderella Roof Orchestra. Herb Weidoff um, was famous for being the brother of Rudy Weidoff, who was a famous um, saxophonist in the early era of recording. Um, unfortunately, we don't know that much about Herb in today's context because he was uh, killed in an automobile accident only a few years after this was recorded, the summer of 1924. However, he is remembered in the Los Angeles early jazz community for being the band leader of the Cinderella Roof Orchestra at the Biltmore Hotel in Los Angeles. Ah, the Cinderella Roof. Yes, quite a romantic place to see and hear all the delights of a long-forgotten jazz great. He cut quite a few records, though, or at least he I've seen a, a bunch of them. did. It seems that he cut a, quite a many few sides, and I believe they released a few more after his own death. Hmm. Um, one of his uh, band members released a few, at least. And I'll edit this part out, probably. But do you, do you know who replaced him? Because I forget. I, okay, I know I I've said this before, but uh, someone Jesse actually... Stafford Orchestra. Aha. It was the... Yeah, yeah. which we can, uh, we can record over that later. Go ahead, say it. Okay. After he died. Well, after um, Herb Weidoff died, um, 13 more sides were released on the Brunswick label under um, the Jesse Stratford Orchestra title, who um, originally performed under Herb Weidoff's original Cinderella Roof Orchestra. This next number is called the Cinderella Blues, also played by Herb Weidoff's Cinderella Roof Orchestra. And this was actually composed for the uh, Cinderella Roof itself at the um, Biltmore Hotel. I think having these Hotel orchestras is a great insight into what actual dancers of the time were listening to while they were dancing. Thank you. 
wouldn't. I mean, the blues. It's a little too peppy to be the blues. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not really the blues, or at least what we'd think of as the blues. I think that was a term that was used back then, uh, <laughs> very interchangeably for a lot of things. I suppose it had a lot of um, bluesy type rhythms to it, but not a lot of um, sadness in it. Would you call that jazz with an S? I would call it jazz with a hard Z, actually. I think it's a little bit, um, how can I say, too late to be jazz. Not crazy enough. But it is a fun song. And a great insight to those hotel orchestras of California. And the next one we'll actually be listening to is a song called Midnight Rose, as performed by Aid Blyman's California Ambassadors Orchestra. Now, he played at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. So I hope you all enjoy this little dancer's insight.
a little bit of surprise vocal refrain on that one, which I think is always quite fun. Love it. And I've heard that song before, but never with the vocals. So You know, this is the only version that I've heard the vocals on myself. Not credited on the labels either. No. Hmm. So it was probably an orchestra member or perhaps it was Lyman himself. Who knows? Take some research. Anyway, our sign-off for tonight is a song called June Night itself. And we're bringing you back to the West Coast because this was recorded in New York by Benny Kruger's orchestra. Um, a native to New Jersey himself. And for those of you who've tuned in recently, you're listening to the Talking Machine Hour here on WPPM LP 106.5 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm David Atlas. With me tonight is Joseph Stefano. You can find him on YouTube at... Echoic Memory Productions and on you YouTube can... and Facebook. And you can find me on Facebook uh, at DJ David Atlas. And you can find recordings of... Joe's other appearances on the Talking Machine Hour wherever you get your podcasts or at my website, StereoAtlas.com. And please do listen because I always have too much to say. Right on. We'll keep making that content and keep (laughs) sharing more records with us, Joe. Absolutely. I'm happy to, always. Thank you again for coming by tonight. And uh, thank you to all our listeners.
ladies and gentlemen, poison doesn't always come in bottles. And it isn't always marked with the skull and crossbones of danger. Poison can take the form of words and phrases and acts. The venom of racial and religious hatred. Here in the United States, perhaps more than ever before, we must learn to recognize the poison of prejudice and to discover the antidote to its dangerous effects. Evidences of racial and religious hatred in our country place a potent weapon in the hands of our enemies, providing them with the ammunition of criticism. Moreover, group hatred menaces the entire fabric of democratic life. As for the antidote, you can fight prejudice, first by recognizing it for what it is, and second by actively accepting or rejecting people on their individual worth, and by speaking up against prejudice and for understanding. Remember, freedom and prejudice can't exist side by side. If you choose freedom, fight prejudice. shows my baby don't care for clothes my baby just cares for me my baby don't care for furs and laces my baby don't care for high tone places my baby don't care for rings or other expensive things she's sensible as can be my baby don't care who knows it my baby just cares for me. Did you know that mental illness claims more victims than any other disease? That's right. One American in every ten is suffering from some disabling mental or emotional disorder. Please join in the fight against mental illness. Support your mental health association. Thank you.
There's a price tag on almost everything. Whether you drive a shiny new 1952 model or a pre-war jalopy, you had to pay the price. And when you're driving that car, remember that speed also has its price. The price tag on speed violations last year was 15,000 killed and 500,000 injured. This year, thousands of lives can be saved if you and millions of other motorists come to the sober realization that speed is the biggest killer on the highways and resolve to slow down before you or someone else pays the price that must be paid for it. You can do your part by keeping within speed limits. At all times, drive as though your life depends on it. It does. Sugar to tea. 